Welcome to your daily dose with Bob and Nick. It's Bob. Nick and I agree that books are awesome. Not all books, of course, but books in general, awesome. The challenge lies in the fact that many books, like so many ideas, eventually become obsolete. There are millions of books on new and used bookstore shelves whose pages have outlived their usefulness. So what are we to do with these piles of literature whose ideas are no longer accepted by or useful to society? Some would have us burn them. We think that's throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Nick and I have some other approaches for you to consider. Listen in and let us know what you think. Enjoy. There's a book called Giftology out there. Have you ever heard of this? No. It's, it's kind of weird. It feels manipulative. Someone gave this book to me as a gift. And it's a book about giving meaningful gifts. Uh, and it, but it's like giving meaningful gifts for manipulative outcomes. Oh, I see. So how do I give you a gift as a potential customer that will result in you or a a donor to an organization, right? And so uh, I never actually read it because as I started to read it, I'm like, I don't want to be that manipulative. It feels more like a marketing textbook than it does a like how to give a good gift. It's more, it is more of that for sure. And guess what? I think I've read all of the really meaningful marketing texts that I need to. Yeah. I read Peter Drucker's books on marketing. I read um, Positioning the Battle for Your Mind by Trout and Rees. Great book. Fantastic. Ogilvy on Advertising. Wonderful. Advertising Plain and Simple. Those are all the books when I was when I was first learning about the art of advertising that laid out beautiful principles for me of how the sticky ideas. You ever read that book? Uh, no, but I know of it. It's, yeah. uh, you would really appreciate sticky ideas because you have so many of them. You just have ideas that when you, you said speak said sticky them, and not stinky. Sticky. Yeah. You know? And no, and cause they stick in your brain. Yeah. They adhere. And then you remember them when you need to remember them. And it's a, uh, yeah, those are all, uh, reminds me now. Now it makes me want to go read some marketing textbooks. Well, and uh, so this is an issue that comes up with used bookstores, and maybe I want you to come in and review some of the marketing slash, you know, kind of self-helpy kind of books that yeah. we have in there, is when is a book timeless and when is it dated? Oh. So, for example, like we're going to put a policy in place where we're not taking any textbooks. First okay. of all, it's a racket, the textbooks manufacturers and the way that all that oh, yeah. stuff works. and. Um, but also like you're going to need a later edition of this book when you go to school. So this is useless. This is basically no better than recycling. But when it comes to some of the marketing books, they are, as soon as it comes out, it's almost dated. It's obsolete. No. And that's true. That's why it's, I think some elements of all those books will be obsolete. Yeah. Uh, But there are certain elements uh, in, in like manufacturing mentality versus marketing mentality, right? Manufacturing mentality says, I'm going to make it, then I'm going to sell it to you. Marketing mentality says, I'm going to ask you what you want, then I'm going to make it, and I'm going to sell it to you. Okay, and it's this very simple something. Now, that concept came out in the 30s, yeah, right? And yet, it still applies today. In the same book with that, they could be talking about how, you know, they have to key punch IBM Hollerth cards in order to write a program, right? It's like, uh, I think a classic example of obsolete books is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Oh, I got to imagine that did not age well. It, well, you know, because it was it was of a time, right? Yeah. It was written in the late 40s, early 50s, and it's, uh, it's completely sexist, yeah. and it's completely controlled 
controlling and manipulative in the way that it approaches things. And it's sense they do have updated versions now, by the way, and digital versions of the same book, but because they realize that that old version isn't going to sell. Well, it's so funny. They feel like they still have to try to make money off of it because it is well-known. It is a brand. It is, you know, something that they can do. So we'll try to update it rather than just write a new book. How about write a new book? book. I feel like there's a lack of creativity when it comes to that, though. I think we are in a world of sequels and extensions and derivations. And I think we use the same case studies, too, quite a bit. I recently got an email from somebody who wanted me to sign up for something and they were using Tom's shoes Ah, as an example of a company that thinks different. Yeah. And it's like, this is at least a 10 year old story. Yeah. Like, is there not a more modern story that you come up with to hook me in? Like I get it. You're using an example and it's a classic example, but I've heard that one a million times. That is in everything. I read a lot of books about social sciences just because it's interesting. You know, books about influence, books about um, telling if people are lying, uh, all these things. I can't tell you the number of times the Stanford study uh, where they had some students as oh, prison guards. And debunked I mean, a million times over. About a thousand, but it's still being used a thousand different places. Yeah. And it's like when people find this one example that illustrates what they want, it just keeps showing up over and over again. And yeah, that study was debunked because of the influence of the participants, because of the influence of the people creating the environment. Yeah. Well, they, and also because it was 20 people. Yeah. Like right. that's not a study. Yeah. It's, you can extrapolate that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it, I do find. I appreciate no resources, I, yeah. but I feel like we're recycling so much stuff. People are I, getting lazy. I, when it comes to those old books, though, I'd like to think that there are maybe some nuggets in there. So I'm trying to think of who might get something out of yeah. it. Like if it's a writing prompt book from the 1970s, there's still there might be some cringy stuff in there yeah. as far as writing prompts go, but there might still be some value yeah. right? that somebody could get at. for for $2. There might be some writing prompts in there that you could use if well, you're you really looking. You ever read the book Elements of Style? Yeah, that is like the a classic yeah. r- how to write book, yep. right? And that I believe still has many concepts that absolutely still rock out today. Yep. So maybe what we should do is um, is we should do a digest, right? Which is we cut all the obsolete stuff out of these books, and I then what's that. left, right? I love that. Here are just these pages, and we'll bind them all together. Historical digest. It's like Reader's Digest, but it's about obsolete stuff, right? Or the stuff that isn't obsolete anymore. Uh, and we have to put them in special little folders, and then we can sell those at a discount. Look, we've already done the editing for you. Yeah. You don't have to wade through the useless, obsolete stuff. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. I can't tell you how much I love Bob's idea, editing something down to its most valuable parts. This could apply to textbooks, the lessons that are still translatable, travel guides could be cut down to the places that are still open and around, but then putting it all together into one crazy volume of random things, I love that. If you want to be an editor on this project, let me know, because we'll need the help. Have a great day.